All right, the cabin in Crapper Creek, Alaska right now, we're in mid-June, which means we haven't seen the stars or darkness in a month, and we won't see any for another two months. It's really weird, but it's also pretty cool. This week on The Cabin, Lovely Maria, we talk cougar or milf, plus John Bizarre and the Fat Chick. Very funny comic story for you from the past. Stupid warning labels. Not really a sex act. Glitter's tips for a safe password. Animal tips from Dr. D. Plus all the weirdness that comes from the cabin. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get this show going. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. Uh, in this day and age, you know, it's so funny uh, being on a vacation. You're trying to, uh, let's see my Husky Airlines password. Then I got to get the password for the TSA thing and the pass. What? Now, do you guys, are you like me and you kind of do variations of a password, change it up a little bit, but try to keep something familiar so you can remember the damn things? And really, I don't know why we work at it anyway, because all we do is hit can't remember password, so they'll send us an email so we can redo it and come up with a new one anyway. That's pretty much how it goes, right? I try to keep track, but you can't. How password secure are you? A cybersecurity firm crunched numbers and figured out how long it would take a hacker to crack any password. Have you seen that online? For instance, any passwords that are six characters or less can be cracked almost instantly now. If it's six characters, like instantly. If your password is all lowercase, anything less than nine letters can also be cracked immediately. Passwords like that don't get fairly secure until 14 letters long and only using numbers even worse so don't don't ever do that if you use lower and uppercase letters it still needs to be 12 characters long to be somewhat secure 10 characters can be cracked in three days at 11 it's like five months and at 12 it would take 24 years to crack even if you had numbers and special characters So what does a password need to look like to really be safe? Well, it gets exponentially more secure as it gets longer. For example, a password with 18 characters, including all the stuff we mentioned, would take 438 trillion years to crack. And they've got an infographic thing of of how to figure it out. So basically you want one that's a combination of letters and numbers capitalization somewhere capital letter somewhere and a uh, at least uh, a 10 characters long and then use an exclamation or question mark or something else that's the best way to do it there you go but man uh, so how do you come but besides that how do you come up with a perfect password that's not easy unless you're listening to this program I think Glenner's got a teaching moment 95.9 presents an X-Rock Morning Show educational moment. Glenner's tips for creating the perfect safe password. Here's what you want to do. Make sure your password is long enough so somebody smart like a hacker can't crack it, but short enough so a dumbass like you can't forget it. Make sure to incorporate that symbol that we call a hashtag or anyone who watches CBS calls a tic-tac-toe board. Alternate between numbers and letters, you know, like a Star Wars robot. Or if you're not a virgin, much like a license plate. 
Remember, don't spend too much time on your bank password. To be honest, uh, hackers don't really give a damn about accessing your $14.72. When in doubt, just use your home address. Unless, of course, your home address is 1234Password Lane. You want to use a lot of asterisks, squiggles, question marks, and other things that appear in a Gary Busey thought bubble. Remember, always try to use a six and a nine, since it's probably as close as you'll ever come to a 69. Am I right? But let's be honest, whatever password you come up with, remember this important fact. Simply write it down on a post-it note and stick it to your computer. I hope you didn't skip breakfast today. It's the most important meal of the day, except for second breakfast and vodka breakfast. But besides those, I hope you didn't skip it. Right now, though, that reminds me, we really should do a foodie roundup. What do you say? Here's this week's foodie roundup. All the latest in food news. Is this the future of drive through there haven't been many achievements in fast food drive-thru design, right? Other than stuff like digital screens for quick check your order, rerouting online, that kind of thing. But Taco Bell is opening a new drive-thru concept in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Glimpse of the future. Two main perks. There are four lanes. Each has a special designation. Two are only for customers who pre-order through the app. One is dedicated to delivery services like Uber Eats and DoorDash, and one is just for traditional orders. Wow. Earth-shattering. I could see that. That makes sense with all the different options now, right? Hey, here's one you probably won't try. Grey Poupon ice cream. Why? I guess is the main question. Why the hell? I think they do this just so that we talk about their company. Yeah, the, the uh, Van uh, ice cream brand, Van Leeuwen bunch of new flavors peach honey cornbread strawberry jam but one of them yeah uh gray poupon it's got crushed up swirls in it along with gray poupon honey dijon mustard swirl no no oh sad news the last howard johnson restaurant is closed did you know that i never even a what maybe the fact that we say that is why it closed Final location, Lake George, New York. Lasted 70 years. Howard Johnson's first opened in 1925. Almost uh, 100 years ago. Yep. Hojo started a fairly deep decline in the 80s. Here's a, I have never eaten at one. Never got the chance. Now I never will. Oh, well. I'm over it. You a coffee drinker? You might live longer, especially if you add sugar. What? Researchers in China studied more than 170,000 people in the UK over seven years, even though they were in China, whatever. Found that moderate consumption of unsweetened and sugar-sweetened coffee was associated with a lower risk of death. The average age of the people in the study were 56. At the beginning, all participants were healthy. People who drank one and a half to three cups of unsweetened coffee regularly were 15 to 21% likely, less likely to die than those who didn't. But if they added a little sweetener to it, it went up to 29 to 31%. Wow. Uh, the next uh, supply food shortage, uh, movie theater popcorn. That's what they're saying. So now you think that tub was expensive before. 
So what's better, going to a restaurant or bar- backyard barbecue? A lot of Americans uh, hosted and went to studies and what have you. Memorial Day weekend, but would you have preferred to be at a restaurant instead? If you answered yes, you're in the minority. Somebody asked 2,000 Americans what they prefer, restaurants or backyard barbecue cookouts, and 76 said, oh, the cookout. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. You can, you know, just wear underwear. Why not? Wendy's uh, in your foodie roundup news is finally selling its strawberry frosty in the U.S. But now you can't get vanilla. Really, Wendy's? You just, all right, well, if we're going to give you strawberry, you can't. Here's what they, it has in common with the vanilla frosty. Neither of them remotely carry anything that's actual strawberry in it. Oh, here's one you need, ladies. You want nail polish. You want it to look pretty. Do you want it to smell pretty? Pretty cheesy. Velveeta is launching a new cheese-scented nail polish. I'm not kidding. So you can look and smell like cheese. It's macaroni and cheese, because that's what gets men hot. Okay. And finally, Burger King's Pride Whopper in Austria getting backlash. You can get it with two bottoms or two tops. (laughs) Or your combination thereof. So now you can ask each other, are you a top or a bottom? (laughs) I mean, I'm not gay or anything. That's your foodie roundup. Yeah! So my partner in crime, Jerry Evans, and myself have been doing comedy here around Alaska for decades with some of the best comics in the industry and some adventures we have had. Craig Robinson wiping out on a dog sled, getting stuck in a blizzard with Tom Rhodes. We've had so many adventures. One of them was a a certain trip we took to Nome, Alaska in the middle of winter in a blizzard with comedian John, uh, John Bazaar who told us at the time, well, remember what happens on the road stays on the road. And that's not always the case, as was with this bizarre story where we thought he was killed by a fat chick. So here, going back a few years, the story of John Bazaar in Nome with the fat chick. Only on the podcast from Crapper Creek, Alaska. Leonard Jerry, live from the cabin in Crapper Creek, Alaska. Comedian John Bazaar in town with us as the show kicks off tonight. At the Refinery Lounge in North Pole, John, a single man, ladies. Single man, always looking for the ladies, always. I love the ladies. I love the ladies. If you're a lady, I love you. Jerry and I and John head up in the little plane, which John gives us the big spiel about what happens on the road, stands on the road. <laughs> a weird thing happens to John. Where does it end up? Chapter one of his book. Probably right at But the... at any rate, anyway. so we go up to no. Yeah. And it was great. And I like ladies with a little extra junk in the trunk. I like some booty behind the booty. I like some chunky monkey punky. Let me tell you something. I like well, a butt with... you come to the right place. That's right. That's why I like it here. I like, I like a butt with independent suspension. I want to be able to take a glass of red wine, put it on one cheek, jump up and down to the other cheek, and never spill the wine. A Craftmatic adjustable butt. That's what I'm looking for. Can you do that? Yeah. Well, here's all we know. <laughs> is that we did a show... And and uh, we were staying in this building. They call it the Igloo, although it's not. An apartment on one side, apartment on the other. Glenn and I share an apartment. We're watching sports. Right, there. Yeah, right next to the uh, club that we work. Right. Now, it was a New Year's show. Yeah. We do the show. And uh, there's a couple of gals that uh, took a shine into uh, John Bazaar. And I, and I to them. We're, all we know is we come home after the show and we're watching Sports Center. 
<laughs> and we hear this. Well, we hear giggling first. The door opened and we hear giggling. And then we hear, it literally sounded like a refrigerator had been toppled over. (laughs) It lifted us off the couch for a second. Bam! And we looked at each other in horror going, oh my God, what was that? Because after that, it was dead silence. (laughs) Now, you likened it, I think in your book, to the sound. Do you remember how? Yeah, it was the the sound in Animal House when they they kill the horse. Right. When the horse dies in the office. It was that sound. (laughs) And we're wondering. Oh my God, that sounded serious. I said, that didn't sound good. Can no. we go over there? Now, being the good friends, you know, oh, John's in trouble. No, we waited till morning. And we waited to see you at breakfast before we got the whole story, which was... Well, I, you know, she and I uh, were having sex, and it was great. And she, she, and she was a larger woman. She Dude, was she was a monster. She was huge. But, I mean, she was... She <laughs> I was am the very size pretty. of one of her breasts. Well, she, <laughs> she was very pretty, and she was very funny. She was willing to have sex with me. So, and we were like wrestling we're making out and our clothes are ripped off and it's really starting to happen. If I remember correctly, the beds were like really high. Yes, they were high. Like abnormally high. Like right. sitting on the bed, your feet aren't touching the ground high. That's right. And and then I left the room for a second, if I remember correctly. Right. Because I was out of the room when this happened. And I was, I, I think I went to get her a glass of water or something and then I just heard that sound. That thump. And it really, I, I what rate, it's amazing how fast your mind works. I thought we were, I thought she, maybe she had a heart attack. You know, she's a big girl. <laughs> And I thought, like, I worked her too hard. It's like, oh, man, I'm going I'm going to jail. I'm, I killed a woman. I can't run. I'm in Nome. Where am I? I can't get away. And it's like, it's like so I walk back in there, and there's nothing in the bed. And it's like, the, it looks like the room is empty. And then her fat head comes over the top of the bed, and she's on the floor, and she just laughs like this cackling. She was drunk. She fell off the bed. Big. 300-pound naked gal fell off yeah, the bed. Yeah. yeah, and that was it. That was Long the whole story time. short. Man, did she snore like a sailor after that. <laughs> that was the most unpleasant sound I'd ever heard. I, I, All we heard was the thud. Uh-huh. And uh, it scared the hell out of us. And no. we, we got the story over reindeer sausage the next morning. <laughs> right. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. So I got a uh, this new mug, and it has a warning label about if, if you put hot beverage in it. Remember back with the McDonald's thing when there was the big lawsuit because somebody burnt their crotch because they didn't know the coffee was hot? Remember that? Right. Well, I just found a whole bunch of ridiculous labels that, that apparently uh, either they think we're stupid or we are stupid. Either way, I smell an educational moment. 95.9 presents an X-Rock Morning Show educational moment. Now, I would like to say these were jokes. Warning labels. There's a uh, ad for a wheelbarrow. On this is a warning label which reads, Not intended for highway use. You got to buy the high-end model to get the wheelbarrow up to 65 miles per hour. Brand new baby stroller. Nice looking one. Warning label reads, remove child before folding. Somebody act. Here's the thing. Remember, warning labels are on here because somebody did something stupid. Like folding up. The baby stroller with the baby still in the stroller. Warning labels are there for a reason. 
<laughs> There's one on a thermometer. Once used rectally, the thermometer should not be used orally. Now you'd think that would go without saying. But here's the big problem with the digital thermometer. How do you know? Do you have two of them and one is in a little container or do you just with a Sharpie write anal on it? And then the other one oral? Wow, that whole conversation sounded creepy. If you go to the uh, warning label on Apple's uh, website, there's a warning label. Go to Apple's website. I'm not kidding. Uh, you know the, f- the small, remember the iPod shuffles? They were small and colorful. On the website, there's a warning that says, warning, do not eat iPod shuffle. Is that because, as is that pod? Is that because of people eating Tide Pods thinking the iPod is the same? <laughs> On the side of a, uh, this one is more tongue-in-cheek. It's on the side of a Chipotle truck, and it actually reads, drivers do not carry burritos, right? It's like drivers do not carry cash. That's kind of funny. We'll give them that one. (laughs) There's a really nice high-powered electric uh, battery-operated carpenter's electric drill. On this drill, it says, this product not intended for use as a dental drill. It really says that. (laughs) Now, here's a takeoff on the McDonald's coffee cup. This one, it's on a takeout coffee cup. And instead of warning you it's hot, it just comes right out and says, avoid pouring on the crotch area. Thanks for the warning. I mean, it's usually when that happens, it's an accident anyway, isn't it? <laughs> Warning label on a, bo- a bottle of a medication for do- it's dog medication. It says may cause drowsiness. Use care when operating a car. Warning do not allow children to play in dishwasher. Yeah, it's on a dishwasher. I love this one on a box of rat poison. Has been found to cause cancer in laboratory mice. So is that how it kills them? Just slowly over time with cancer? And my favorite of all time, warning label on an iron-on shirt, uh, uh, iron-on shirt pattern says, warning, do not iron while wearing the shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I wish I was. It's like the warning label on the Razor scooter, which says, this product moves when used. (laughs) Okay. I say we take off all warning labels. We bring back lawn darts, everything, and we simply just let the gene pool filter itself out. This is all weird news. I just got some really weird news. That is weird. It's time for the Crapper Creek Wild News Report. Okay, World News Report coming up. Welcome to the program. How you doing? Good? Excellent. Excellent. All right, uh, here's what we got going on on our headlines this week. Just for you, from the cabin of Crapper Creek, a study shows that COVID-sniffing dogs are 97% accurate. Yeah, it's more than uh, the swabs. So now you just need to decide, would you rather have a swab in your nose 
or a nose in your crotch. You know how far they shove that swab up there. Where's the dog going? Sex workers say they, too, are feeling the effects of the recession. In fact, it's so bad they're actually losing clients to free swimsuit catalogs. That doesn't take much. Ask any guy that's over 50. We were quite ingenious when it came up to... Hello, Sears Roebuck bra section. National Geographic native section. Uh, the average person at the Louvre only spends about 15 seconds looking at the Mona Lisa. You're waiting in line for everything. Hmm, okay, move on. It's really her own damn fault for just not showing more cleavage. Hey, happy birthday last week. Mike Pence turned 63. I was going to get him a gift, but apparently Amazon doesn't sell charisma. So it was like, mm. anyway, new article at LiveScience.com asks why there aren't as many giant animals on the planet as there once were. Well, duh, fat shaming. Come on. Fashion from the early 2000s is making a comeback, kiddos. Yeah, Generation Z is all about it. They're like, I don't know, it's like retro. <laughs> yeah. So why all you morons are investing in crypto, your dads are outpacing your gains simply by not throwing away their jorts or their New Balance shoes or the members-only jacket. Hey, speaking of which, Buick's going to release an all-electric SUV in 2024. Sadly, most of the Buick customers will be dead by 2023, but I'm sure it's a good try. Elsewhere, a study says cheese is a leading cause of carbon emissions. Cheese. All this time we're thinking, oh, it's algae. Oh, it's cars. Oh, it's cow flatulence. It's factory. No, it's cheese. I'm not sure how. That causes carbon emissions. Toe cheese causes vomit emissions. Whole different thing. San Francisco woke to a 4.1 earthquake. Unfortunately, it's not the last news story you're going to hear about San Francisco residents being woke. Finally, minivan sales are up, as are the number of Americans who realize society is rigged and life is hopeless. Coincidence? I don't think so. Not at all. This has been the Crawford Creek World News Report. I've got, uh, well, a regular on the show here to the cabin, and that is one and only Dr. D from Animal House Veterinary Hospital, uh, the finest vet in the state. Uh, you might remember her show, Dr. D, uh, of course, uh, Alaska Vet, and of course, uh, she's got her, her uh, YouTube channel as well, and she's all over everywhere, and she's on the phone with us right now. Hi, D. How are you doing? I am doing well. It's good to have you with us uh, this morning. So how many how many creatures have you snipped the balls off so far today? God, why do you put me in that position? Because that's <laughs> the position you put them in. Actually, I'm save, shaving pussies right now. Okay, we can edit, we can edit that out. All right. <laughs> uh, anyhow... <laughs> so you're shaving cats. Now, we talked about that, and that's interesting because uh, I have Wilson who's got dark gray fur, and it's very thick, and I asked if I should shave him for summer. And living out in the woods, you had a very good answer to that, and that is, well, he might be cooler, but he's going to be miserable because of the mosquitoes. Well, you know, think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it, You know, he will. If you take their hair off, and believe me, you'll love the housekeeping afterwards. Yes. But, um, you know, you'll have to figure out that. There's a bunch of different products you can do as a pour-on for fleas and ticks that actually do help with mosquitoes. Um, but it's not perfect. Right. 
And, you know, it's just one of those things that, well, you know, he'll live and learn. But, you know, at the same time, it, I always shave kitties when they start getting mats. Yeah, they, and that's where know. he gets. He gets these horrible mats and everything, especially in just all kinds of crap that he drags in from the forest. And if anything, I think we're going to take your advice and just cut uh, just cut the fur on his belly and under his arms where it's real thick. And maybe that'll cool him off a little bit, but yet still give him the protection he needs. And I always warn pet owners that try to trim their own cat mats out. Their skin is really attached to those mats, and yes. sometimes you don't see it, and you take those scissors and oh. just go, woo, and then yeah. I get to see them to put 20 stitches in. Right. Uh, you, but like you said, one of those combs will help at least uh, get it away from the skin enough so that you can properly clip it if need be, correct? Right. And, and if you want to cut through the mat, you kind of get the scissors, point of the scissors through, and you point the scissors points away from the cat and then slice through the mat up through it. And then pull it out. Right. And that's how you showed me. And it was very effective. So with that in mind, let's answer some more pet questions. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Here's our first. I want to know if using a muzzle will help break a dog from barking constantly. A muzzle? Like a barking muzzle? Mm-hmm. All right. So should she muzzle the dog to keep him from barking? There's other effective measures, isn't there? Whoops, there we go, yes. Well, there are effective measures. You know, there's um, sprays. If they bark, it sprays, and it kind of tears them. Most of the time when they're barking, they need a job, you know. And so they're telling you, I need to go do something. And so, you know, there's a lot of different daycare places. That's one option. Uh, get them pooped out. Go and have them have fun two to three times a week. Um, it's hard, especially if you're in an apartment and they're barking. Uh, now, what about the uh, little collars that'll beep or something when they bark? Do those help at all? I've had more uh, uh, results with the ones that spray like citronella or something like that. Really? Yeah. It's um, a collar that sprays it? Yeah. Believe it or not, there's some bark collars where they've got stuff that, you know, it goes ahead. You could try the bark collars that beep. Muzzles are there to make sure they don't use their teeth to talk with. So they're and, not necessarily used for anti-barking. Yeah, okay. uh, and and they're going to dig them off. The right. minute you put a muzzle on, they're going to start digging and pawing at their head and getting it off. All right, well, here's one more question for you, Dee. Here you go. Um, I was wondering if um, you have to get shots for rabbits. Do rabbits need shots? No. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> no shots for rabbits. All right. Pretty easy. There we go. That was easy. You know, um... And you're talking about how it, normally it's 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 training the dog, but it's really training the people to learn how to train the dog more than anything. Well, you know, and if a dog is barking, he needs something to do. Right. Long walks, going and, you know, having and, fun with them. And, and uh, get them trained properly. That'll help. Yeah, training. And, so and you there's, can understand why they're barking. There's good trainers and there's bad trainers. So you uh, just have to be careful out there for, you know, you got to know how to look for the bad trainers. Like, to him, training and sedating are the same thing. That would be a bad trainer. That probably is not a good trainer to right. go to. Or if he wears a fur coat. It's just something about that that's wrong, right? Uh, or, or if he's like an Obama or Biden supporter and all he teaches your dog to do is sit and beg. That's... <laughs> Come on, don't bring politics into the dog world, okay? I was just having a good day. (laughs) And when teaching your dog to play dead, uh, he doesn't make like a gun with his fingers so much as blast the dog with a taser. That's a bad trainer. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Or if he's the only trainer in town who accepts payment in camel cash, not good. Or if you he- know, there is a wonderful book called Water Dog. That if you want to train your dog, it's short, easy, funny. You should read it. All right, good. As long as I can train him to just fetch, you know, beer and cigarettes, I'm good. Yeah, you can do that. I know. Right. And, and turn the channel for, to the right football channel. Right. I just don't want a trainer that's going to, instead of like sit, shake, and roll over, that you know, the only command my dog learns is how to twerk. Stop. I don't want that. Well, and don't get him fat. <laughs> there you go. It's that easy. That's why we bring her in. That is Dr. D from Animal House. Check her out there. Shower Thoughts with Glenner. I bet cats are like dogs and can probably smell and detect cancer, just like dogs do. But they just don't care. So I got this interesting story. It's about cougars, you know, older women who like younger men. Um, and it's an interesting little dichotomy about uh, older, attractive women. So let's bring in lovely Maria. Hello. Hello. <laughs> What's going on? All right. Well, here's the deal. Uh, if you ask a guy who dates much younger women why he does it, he'd say, oh, because they're hot. And if they, he didn't, he'd, he'd be lying. But maybe that's not the case for women who date younger men. Now, you've told me that you've been called both a MILF and a cougar, and you were very upset about both of those. Yeah, I don't like either one of those. No, no, of course. They're both, uh, yeah, they're, uh, I agree. But now, um, you're really technically only one of those. MILF, I get it. You're hot. You're, you have kids. You're hot. Okay, I get it. But a cougar is actually a hot older woman that dates younger men, which you don't, because I'm older than you. Okay, well, then I'm neither one. That's yeah. awesome. I like the way that works. No, you're, you're, you're MILF. You just don't like being called one, and it's rude to call a woman one. But you are one. Well, there's a dating salt called CougarLife.com, because apparently a lot of women are. And they pulled their members and asked to name the top benefits of dating a guy who's 10 or more years younger than them. And the most popular answer was guys like that they are more open-minded, uh, physical attractiveness ranks second, and having a free spirit. All right. Well, an older woman is not a cougar. Mm-hmm. A cougar is an older woman that likes younger men. I'm so you're half you that, right. You're right, half well, right. That's what a cougar is. Somebody who dates a man right. about a decade younger. Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree. All uh-huh. right. Then we'll call him something else. How about we call him a, a silver vixen? How about a sugar nana? <laughs> Where'd you come up with this shit? <laughs> Denture princess? All right. I'm oh, moving on. Here's a good one. Meryl Creep. Oh, here's a good one. Dame Booty Dench. Well, if we're going to call a spade a spade, why don't we just call him Susan Sarandon's? Uh, okay. Snow Minx. I'm leaving. I have to go. What? Hello? God, see, cougars can be so difficult to work with. This is a fantastic spot to throw down some knowledge. We call it your nerd news. Let's talk science. Latest in your nerd news. In space news, a researcher in Spain calculated that just our galaxy alone might have up to four evil alien civilizations. And if they find us, they could pose a threat. Now, how does he know they're evil alien? How does he know they're alien civilizations? And of that, how does he know they're evil? Uh Uh-huh. Also, uh, a professor in Texas wants to look for signs of alien life on rogue planets that zip through space and aren't attached to a star. She thinks we could potentially hitch a ride on them to get 
to other solar systems and that aliens might already be doing it. These are scientists? Mad scientists. I think both of those sound a little far-fetched. But in moon news, some lunar dust from the first moon mission that's been partially digested by cockroaches is up for auction. Wait, what? Hold on. Back then, we, we were worried it might be toxic, so they made cockroaches eat it to see what happened. Really? Cockroaches? They can eat anything. How do Cockroaches don't care if it's toxic. I mean, if we ever have a, you know, big d- nuclear disaster or something, that rats and cockroaches are going to live. That should tell you something. Okay. In future news, a powerful uh, artificial intelligent named an AI named Dolly E has started creating its own secret language, and no one's really sure how to decipher it yet. Oh, great. Also, somebody told that same AI to insert Kermit the Frog uh, into different movies and TV shows and match each one's style. The results are pretty impressive. A few they picked were Star Wars, The Shining, Stranger Things, and The Sopranos. The AI put Kermit the Frog in there. (laughs) And finally, in nature news, researchers finally figured out the mutation that gave electric eels their zap. A study found the largest plant on Earth. An 1,100-mile stretch of seagrass near Australia. Wow. That's a big plant, 110 miles long. And giraffes' long necks might not just be about reaching tall plants. They may have evolved them to be more effectively so they can headbutt each other. (laughs) Really? Why do you need a long neck? I guess it's like a hammer because you can really wail on it. So they're banging heads. So I guess the bigger story here is zebras are into metal. (laughs) That's cool. That is your nerd news. (laughs) Another good one in the books. Thanks for being with us. Next week, more fun. We talk Maria uh, and we're going to talk about a uh, makeup or breakup with lovely Maria. TikTok challenges we would love to see. Shocking stats on DoorDash. Tips for your Tinder profile and Winnie the Pooh, the horror movie. All next week on the podcast. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner, produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glentertainment production.